Hi, I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco. Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go-to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20-minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you. This season is sponsored by Editor Ninja, the internet's favorite flat rate content editing service. Founded by veteran marketer and entrepreneur John Doherty, Editor Ninja provides professional editing services for a flat rate. No more nickel and diming over individual content pieces. Just subscribe and add content to your queue and your dedicated editor will get to work. Schedule a free editorial assessment with John today at editorninja.com demo. Any writer will tell you that editing is a huge part of the process of delivering something to a client, whether you're doing that yourself or you're outsourcing it or you're using a tool that provides assistance as part of the process, something like Grammarly or Hemingway app, whatever it is. We'll talk about those tools a little bit later. I think that um, it might even be more important than the writing itself. I feel like the best pieces I've produced were great because I had a really tough editor who challenged me to make the piece really, really good and poked a lot of holes into what I had created and and just really made it stronger as a result of that. So it was a good learning experience for me too. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about different types of editing, what editing means, how we approach it, and different things that we've tried. But Emma, I want to start out with a, a clear definition of, of what you define editing as. So let's start there. Yeah. So I think that Oh, editing. Editing is basically taking something that you've already written or that has already been written by someone else and working to improve it and perfect it. And I think there are like a few different types of editing, right? So there's sort of like general, generally you'd go into a doc and you'd edit for all kinds of things. But what are those things? One, like I think the biggest thing is like editing for structure. So if you have a longer form piece, does the structure of it work? Does like the introduction makes sense with the headers that you have does sort of the overall flow of this of the piece you've created hang together i think that's the biggest one and i think if that aspect of it isn't right that's where things can like really go sideways so and one thing that i'll note there is that working from a really good outline is essential for kind of getting the structure right right because you're not sort of just winging it that maybe you agree upon the structure with your client or with an editor before you you get going. And then there's like editing for grammar. So making sure that, and I, I put under grammar, I guess, like sentence structure, making sure that like everything is like a complete sentence in the English language that it makes sense. I think there's editing for word choice as well. Like are these, is this sort of the right words we want to be using? Are there redundant words and redundant phrases? Are these words that the audience is going to understand? Are these even the right words to be using? And then there's sort of like editing as proofreading, like proofreading for typos or just like missed words that are written. And so this, I mean, there are, there are other aspects of editing too, but I think that those are kind of the things that we're talking about when we talk about editing. And I'm curious from you, like, when you think about editing and I guess self-editing is maybe where should we should start. Like, how do you kind of go about that? So like, 
when you create a piece of writing, how do you then, like, what's your process for, for then going and editing? Yeah, I do a couple different rounds. So the first one would be like a context edit where I'm looking at, does this have the appropriate context for it to make sense to a reader who maybe doesn't have the full foundation of knowledge that I have? So essentially going through and poking holes in things and asking questions like, well, why is that? And if those types of questions would naturally arise in a reader's mind, I try to address them. And the other edit I will do is because I'm doing long form content, SEO is a priority a lot of the time. Also doing an SEO edit just to make sure that I've incorporated the target keyword. I'm not stuffing. I'm not trying to overload it with anything, but making sure that my headings are optimized for SEO because I feel like that within the world of blog content is a pretty big focus for those types of efforts. So specifically, if a client has asked me to focus on that, that's part of the editing process as well. I was going to ask there. I was going to say like, are you editing with like an SEO tool or is it more like, you know, a client has given you an SEO brief or yeah. you usually the brief. Yeah. Okay, yep. yeah. And then the other thing I will do is I use Grammarly Premium. I think that that's really fantastic for eliminating wordiness and doing all of those things. That's an investment that I think more than pays for itself. And what I've been doing within the past year, especially during times when I get really busy is I will outsource my editing. So Again, this is a great tie-in for our sponsor this season, but... Yes, I was just thinking of them too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When you get too close to the document or if you're just totally exhausted by the time you've finished writing and you are ready to hand it off to somebody else who can take a really critical eye to what you've written, outsourcing the editing piece is really, really smart. And so using a service with a relatively quick turnaround time can be a great way to just kind of build that into your process. And then it's a value add for your clients too. You can talk that up when you say, you know, this is a cost that's built into my rates is I have a professional editor review my pieces before I submit them to you. So I I have found that they really appreciate that. Yeah, I think having like a professional editor proofreader is super helpful. And I think what our sponsor editor Ninja offers is awesome for testing that out because you can basically take a single document. I think you pay them like not less than 45 cents a word, like five cents a word almost, something like that. And they say like their average cost is 30 to $60 for like a one-off piece, which is like pretty reasonable. And we had them like do document for us to test it out. And they had some fabulous suggestions. And I think again, like you said, getting like second eyes on it is really helpful. And I think it's, up to you in terms of like who those second eyes are and how you think about that. So like, it's perfectly fine to consider the clients, the editor in some relationships that makes the most sense, right? Like you write the thing and then they, and and you do your own editing before you turn it in. But then the client is ultimately like, they're almost a brand editor, right? Like they have some things that maybe are kind of impossible for you to know about, or they're ultimately like, a final say. So of course they should edit, right? Because they're the ones who are like clicking publish. Yeah. So like, I think, I think that's an aspect, an, an aspect of it. I find that like Grammarly premium is really great for catching convoluted sentences, especially. And it makes some like suggestions for making things simpler. It's not like a human editor. And I think maybe we should talk a little bit about the human editors we've worked with that have made us better writers and what that means. 
because like I feel like I have worked with editors who are absolutely like fabulous writers and editors who basically like went through documents that I had and they cut out like every unnecessary word. And speaking of like editorial strategies, that's one thing is like if you are doing self-editing, like how many words can you cut out and still say the same thing? I, yeah, I think that that's a really good point. And in my experience, the really tough editors that I've worked with, they don't, they're not rushing through. That's very apparent because they've provided a lot of very detailed comments as far as, yes, I'm asking you for this change, but here's why. Or if they're asking for maybe a different example, um, they're explaining, here's why this example isn't exactly on the mark for our target audience. Something like X would make more sense here. Let's try to find something like that. They also poke a lot of holes as far as like conjecture versus fact. So if I make a statement in the writing that's not backed up with a piece of research or data, they'll say something like according to who or says who, like, can you validate this with, with, you know, hard numbers and research? Because otherwise you're just expressing an opinion. You're, that's kind of solid writing 101. You want it to be very factual and and kind of like reliable. You want your writing to be very reliable rather than just, well, this is what I think on the topic. This actually is making me think again of your feedback document that you give to clients. You're like, this is an example of good feedback and bad feedback. And there's kind of like good editing and bad editing. And like, sometimes you might share something with someone and the feedback or editing or, you know, suggestions they give are like so vague and you're like, I don't know how to fix this. Or they like tear it apart, but in a way where you like don't know how to put it back together. Or they're sort of like, they say things like, this doesn't feel right. This isn't exactly what I was looking for. And you're like, okay, well, I like, wait. yeah, what is then, right? So I think <laughs> I think there's like these amazing editors that can really like take your writing to the next level. And then there's also editors that are like, I don't think this is quite right. And I can't really explain why. So like do it again. And that can be like really frustrating. And I think when that happens too, it's a good opportunity to be like, I really need specifics. And I'm, I've said that to clients before where I'm like, I really need to specifically understand what an example of this is. There's like an old thing in like marketing where remember when people used to talk about like this content needs to be amazingly actionable. Yes. And I remember getting like so many edits where somebody would be like more actionable, like more. And I would have to be like, what would that look like to you? Like, give me one little short example of what making this, you know, little paragraph actionable would look like. Yeah. Because like, I think it's about as actionable, so to speak, as it's going to get. And often they like couldn't do that. (laughs) So I think like as many wonderful editors that are out there, there are also people that like look at something of yours and they kind of rip it up and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I want to ask you really quickly, have you ever had an edit who like gave you really aggressive comments within the Google Doc where there was like 14 question marks after a comment or like just like mean almost? Have you ever had a mean editor? Does it just wreck your confidence? Because anytime that's happened to me, I'm just in shambles. Yeah. It always is someone, it always seems to be someone who's not a writer. Yeah. I can see that. Like it's someone who's like, I don't know, they work in some other department and they like got their hands on it and they're like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would you write this? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah. I recently, it happens with founders of companies a lot mm. or like owners. Like I recently had someone like, 
give me some like aggressive edits where they're like, they gave me an edit to stop using a certain word. It was like a random verb. It was not like a industry term or anything. And they left a super aggressive comment to like, I told you in the last article not to use this word. Like, why are you using it again? But they wrote it in like a super aggressive way. And I was like, dude, like I never would have, like it's it's like it's, it's an innocuous word. Like I just was like, there's no, that's so like, why are you being so aggressive about that? Just like cut the word. Yeah, it's probably something else and they're just, you know, directing it towards you. Yeah, and I feel like, I've had a lot of experience as an editor and I love doing editing. I don't know about you and where you fall on that. Eh, depends. But I feel like, and sometimes I'm a better editor than a writer. Yeah, I could see that. I just, I really like editing because I feel like it's just such a different skill set, you know? Yeah, I think, and I think there are people who are like really, really amazing editors who maybe don't like the writing aspect of it or idea generation aspect of it as much. But yeah, I like, I happen to really like editing. I like, I used to do more editing projects where like a client would come to me and they'd want me to like edit things. I actually did one for the first time uh, at the end of this year where like a, a client, basically they had all their assets as like PDFs and eBooks and they wanted me to edit them for the web and like just go through them and make sure they were basically good. And I love that project. So I really like the editing aspect of it. Yeah. I feel like sometimes, especially if I'm working with a subcontractor, it can be a really good learning experience. So if it's a writer who's maybe more junior or not as experienced, that's a great opportunity to go through and give really thoughtful comments within the document as far as you're basically teaching them, teaching them how you would do things differently. And so you're improving the piece, but you're also giving them training so that they kind of build their skill set over time as well. So that can be a really nice collaborative process where both both parties are getting a benefit from it. And it's telling with how for how you respond to edits. Because sometimes you would give somebody edits and they basically like barely change anything or they get super defensive and they argue for why they did things the way that they do. And I think, whereas others are like gracious about edits, I want to learn from them. So I think that's, that's like a, that's a big aspect of it too, that like, you know, you can learn a lot about how it is to work and collaborate with someone based on how they're, how they're editing. Yeah. I think sometimes people are very personally connected to the work that they've produced. Every writer is at least to some extent, because it feels like a personal reflection of your skills and knowledge and brain. So I think it's important to go into those editing environments with a really open mind and thinking like, we're we're all working towards the same objective here. We're just trying to make the best possible piece of writing. The comments that I've gotten here are not personal attacks. They're trying to improve the quality here. And so going in with that mindset is really important and not kind of getting wrapped up in your feelings about it separating that part of your brain and just going in with that very kind of solution-oriented mindset can be helpful. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think I've gotten a lot better at that over the years because I used to take it more personally when I got edits or feedback. And it was, I mean, it's hard to take feedback, you know? It is. 
But I think that over the years, I've gotten much better at it. And I've like leaned in to get curious of like, so if I, this especially happens, like if I do a first piece for a new client, first of all, I try and set expectations of like, hey, these are my questions. This is what I'm wondering about. This is what I'm not sure about. So that it's sort of opening up the floor for a conversation. And then if they give me a bunch of feedback, I say, I want to say like, oh, well, like, let's talk about this because I want to make sure that the next article I produce for you has less feedback, right? Has like, Because the goal is that you get to a place where the edits are really minimal, right? Because I think, and I think that's part of it too, is that like this, it, there is this learning opportunity to get better and better. Yeah, I think that, the other thing I want to talk about in the realm of editing is sometimes it's helpful just to have a document nearby to refresh your brain on certain like mechanics of writing. So for example, I put together just kind of a crash course in English as far as punctuation, common grammar mistakes, things like that. I mean, Grammarly will catch a lot of them, but sometimes it's good to have it top of mind as far as, you know, where does the period go inside the quotation marks? Does it go inside or out? Like, where do I put the parentheses? So especially if you are working with subcontractors, it's good to send that to them as well. Because again, that's another value add for them. It's a good thing for them to print out, maybe have on their desk nearby. And it saves both of you time in the editing process to have just the basic mechanics right in the top of your brain. It's very fresh. It's very something you're familiar with. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit freelancewritingcoachpodcast.com.